Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by 3M, PPG, and Breakthrough Academy. Welcome to the Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast, a show created to help painting company owners build a thriving painting business that does well over $1 million in annual revenue. I'm your host, Brandon Pierpont, founder of Painter Marketing Pros and creator of the popular PCA educational series, Learn, Do, Grow, Marketing for Painters. In each episode, I'll be sharing proven tips, strategies, and processes from leading experts in the industry on how they found success in their painting business. We will be interviewing owners of the most successful painting companies in North America and learning from their experiences. In this series titled Mindset Matters Most, Juan Vasquez of Illusions Painting will be discussing his journey from being a day-to-day painting contractor to becoming a profitable business owner with a vision for his company. In episode one, Juan discussed his past life, how his business used to look. In episode two, Juan shared the experience that opened his eyes and changed his life and what happened next. In episode three, this episode, Juan will dive into all the transitions necessary for his business after his mindset changed. In episode four, Juan will open up the hood and detail what Illusions Painting looks like today. And in episode five, the final episode, Juan will lay out his thoughts regarding lack of self-confidence and stereotypes and the initiatives he is currently conducting to help lift up other contractors. If you want to ask Juan questions related to anything in this podcast series, you can do so on our exclusive Painter Marketing Mastermind podcast forum on Facebook. Just search for Painter Marketing Mastermind podcast forum on Facebook and request to join the group or type in the URL facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Painter Marketing Mastermind. Again, that URL is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Painter Marketing Mastermind. There you can ask Juan questions directly by tagging him with your question so you can see how anything discussed here applies to your particular painting company. What's up, Juan? What's going on, Brandon? It's you and me, brother. Uh, Here we are again, man. Here we are. I I feel feel like like some people are going to listen, though. Some people are going to listen in on the conversation. I'm I'm, I'm hoping, man. I'm I'm hoping (laughs) at least we get a couple people interested (laughs) in... uh, we get some so. decent feedback, right? <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, man. You and I, uh, we always, we always basically start the podcast ourselves when we start connecting in the beginning, and then That's we right. have to remember oh, we actually need to officially start this thing. You know, it's kind of funny because uh, last week when we had our our last uh, session, right? Um, I just finished, and I had like two minutes to get ready and jumped into another you one. Another one, right? You know, yeah, yeah. I almost, I almost crashed podcast, it, man. Right? I was just gonna stay. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? God, I couldn't do that. I was all distracted. So it's kind of funny because even the intro was so weird for me because I'm still in the this mindset. Talk about mindset yeah. again, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it took me a couple minutes to kind of get the ball rolling and get back into. It. I was like, yeah. Ooh, breathe. I was like, man, like you're not being drilled I was, by Brandon. Like, what oh, no, no, of course. <laughs> you got my brain going, man. Like, we're gonna we were just talking before this started, you know, how you got my you got my wheels going last week. You asked me a question. I was like, 
oh okay i need to go back and do my do my homework because this i can't do this you know brandon <laughs> I, i have to come back and prepare <laughs> but um yeah no you know going back to our conversation um i guess today we're going to talk about you know once you get inspired and once you get um yeah i, I guess that's the word inspire right okay yeah. what now because i mean It's so good when you hear all these, uh, listen to all these inspirational books and they get you going and fired up and, but then what, you know, now the hard part comes, the hard part comes like, yeah. okay, now you got to do it. And this how do is, you do it? This is what this whole podcast, what the painter marketing mastermind podcast is predicated on. I love, I love podcasts. I love books. I love that stuff. I was so tired of, of just the motivational, the mindset, do this. Yes. I'm like, I need help with what to do. I can, I can walk outside and I can just feel like I'm drifting on clouds. But the reality is if I, if I don't have a concrete plan, if I don't have specific answers, if I don't have specific guidance, that can kind of only get you so far. At some point, the rubber needs to meet the road in terms of what you're actually doing. That is right. And that's the hard, I think um, for someone like myself, that's the hardest part because um, <clears throat> we need to, at least my I need to have that inspiration. I need to have that urge to do it. Yeah. The problem is that most of the times, you know, us painters don't have the knowledge to do it. And okay, now what? The frustration comes because you're like, okay, I want to do it, but how can I do it? Yeah. You know? So <clears throat> in this case, we, we start again uh, with the PCA, you know, in the beginning, not knowing what to do, you're, in, you're so inspired. You see all these people like crushing it and making millions of dollars in their business. And you come here and you sit in your office or your house or are you job site? And you're like, um, okay, now what? Like, it can feel yeah, kind of defeating, actually. It can feel or, sort of depressing. Doesn't it? So I, I'm pretty sure you deal with this quite often, don't you? Yeah, no, 100% talking to people about it. And I mean, I've personally dealt with it years ago, you know, mm. seeing that because you have to, You, you want to follow people who are ahead of you. You want to learn from people who are ahead of you, but you can fall into this trap of idolizing people, right? Or, or thinking they have something that you don't have, or they know something that you don't know. And that's why they're there. And I had a, a really interesting experience with my wife. We were watching Shark Tank. And so we're very, you know, okay. love yeah. I love I business. Love I love Shark Tank. And we, yeah. we would watch it all the time, but it got to a point where we started getting kind of depressed. You know, and they they show like 18-year-old girls and they create like a bath bomb. And they're making all this money. It's like a 12-year-old kid. And I'm like, man, I am an idiot. You know, like this kid's 12 and he just made $3 million. Like, what is wrong with me? And so I'd be in this, you know, I'd start to get in this cycle. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch Shark Tank anymore. I'm going to take a break from it. And, and we went back and we watched it a month ago. And I was like, wow. Like, I, I actually, I feel kind of, these guys are really struggling. You know, it might have been the episode. It might have been, you know, those guys weren't at at really big, you know, revenue. But I was I was looking at it from a little bit of a different perspective, and I came back around, and it it was pretty refreshing and rewarding. But I'm not any more exceptional. I'm not any smarter. I'm I'm yeah, I've learned things along the way. Sure, you get experience, but I'm not a different person. I'm just a guy who didn't stop. You know, and that's what it comes down to. It comes down to that realization that you had, which was, hey, holy cow, I don't have to just stay like this there actually is another side and that side is actually open to me 
And I don't have to be a superhero and wear a cape and be able to fly to get there. I just have to be a guy who knows it's there and, and I don't stop. And now we're going to get into basically how you got there. That is very true. Uh, man, you couldn't have said it better. You know, you, yeah. you come here and you, you're inspired and you're like, you know, I see all these guys creating these businesses and they're making millions of dollars. Like I said, I saw this guy that instead of being a painter, he started, uh, he created this business for uh, making donuts. That was the first business I saw over. I can't remember. And I should have looked up his name. Was this Shark Tank? No, this was at our, this was oh, in this a, a, a PCA. Yeah, this was a okay, PCA. Got it, got so uh, <clears throat> interesting story because um, he went out to, he he enlisted in the army. He went out in the army. He came back and, you know, what no an money. Idiot. No, I only say that. But I no, only say that. No, what? not offending. I say it because I'm in the Florida Army National Guard. So well, I'm not saying go. it to offend anyone. Yeah. No, of course. <laughs> you know, it's such a, I've, I've heard and I've learned the people that come out, the majority of persons that come out of the army, they do really good in businesses. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why is because the discipline that you you learn in the army. Because the right actions day in, day out, man. Right? And that's, and that's very important because a lot of us don't have that discipline. And you can have all the goals and everything, but if you don't have discipline, it's going to be very tough for you to make it. You know, just the repeated thing every day, it's going to make it. But this guy basically... He brought out, uh, he was one of the speakers. I cannot remember. This is five years ago. And like, I always blame the, the fumes, you know, those pain fumes. That's why my brain can't <laughs> remember things. Hey, you know, I got to use it. I, I don't know, it, man. Right? Hear, hearing about young Juan, I'm not sure that was the issue. but <laughs> Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> so he comes out and he's, he's trying to, you know, he was a painter. He started painting. But then he came to the point where painting, that wasn't his thing. You know, he didn't, he didn't know how to paint. He probably painted in high in, in college, but it wasn't for him. So one day he had this crazy idea and he started making donuts. So he, he opened a small donut shop, but he wanted to create something that wasn't just your average donut, you know, place. So he created something that was very just unique. So what he did, even from, and this is the, the mentality, right? Um, basically... A donut is going to kill you. A donut is going to give you a heart attack. You know what his delivery trucks were? Like a like a heart or something? No, take a wild guess. It's a delivery truck. What was it? Oh, it, like an ambulance looking thing? It was an ambulance. <laughs> and that was amazing. You know, it was like, so he brought donuts for everybody so we can go outside and, and have the donuts and stuff. Like you're going to um, live, you're going to die from this, but we'll just uh, okay. embrace it while so, we have it. Jose is... The best. His name is Tim Clegg, Z L E G G, and is uh he's from the University of Oklahoma. Dude, after I saw that, that kind of was like, okay, man, you can if you can make a living, and not just that, he can he created a whole empire. So now he is like, you know, he has different franchises all over the country and stuff, but. You see how that just is the business side of it, right? So we're going back to it. And so he created something. He followed that. So for us coming back, being inspired, we're like, okay, how can we move our business? How can we, how can we, I don't know, tra transform uh, our business into the business we want. Well, we found out that we needed training. First of all, our guys weren't trained. 
most of our most of most painters, and this is most painters, um, they don't know how to read properly uh, to read a can properly. You know, you ask a painter or one of you guys helpers at work, be like, hey, can you pass me the interior flat paint? They'll be like, uh, which one's that? So, and it's very true. I, and we did this, you know, and so what we started doing is like, okay, we need to train our guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We train our guys at the job site. Yeah. But the job site is not, you're not taking the time to do it. So what we started implementing was, okay, um, how can we do this? And then we started seeing what everybody does. So what we did is we brought, um, we sat down everyone and say, okay, guys, we brought in our, um, our apprentices first separated the group because if you have a large group and trying to communicate to everyone it's kind of hard sure. so we had smaller groups and so we would go and put up and actually all those videos are on our website so the guys can actually go back now and see the video so is, it, we, is that publicly available yeah you can go to our uh, illusions painting uh dot com slash training videos illusions slash, training slash what uh, uh slash training illusionspainting.com forward slash training yes awesome and they're not very high quality videos we made them for our guys but the simple thing is that we took a can and put the can and say okay here on the front you're going to have the name of the of the provider or the manufacturer down here you got you're going to have whether it's a satin finish a flat finish um here you're going to have the base of the paint on the side, you can have your database, your database sheet, so certain things. And so from now on, you can distinguish, okay, just by looking at something, okay, what's the brand? Okay, this is the brand. Uh, just what what sheen is it? Okay, you know where to look for the sheen. So every can, there's going to be different cans, but this is going to give you that, at least that guidance. And we saw that that was just, I mean, it was a game changer, you know, just, just that one little thing. And then so we have quite a few different other um, videos and we just do it with our guys. Uh, we started doing videos as far as like um, the primers. You know, most people think that by just applying a primer, that's, that's all it takes, but every substrate is different. So some need more adhesion, some need more coverage. And so that's what we, we took, again, a group of guys, one in Spanish and one in English and explained to them, okay, First of all, this is a substrate. What uh, we tell them, explain what it is that you need to use for those substrates, and then we let them use it. And um, <clears throat> that part of the training or that training is really what you have to do at that point, you know? And this is only one thing. So we're getting back to, okay, now is how do you do it? How do you, and this is how we did it. So just, just uh, I, uh, Juan, Juan, I just want to interject really, really fast. Just basically you, your next step after seeing the opportunity, deciding that, that you have more potential than maybe you had previously realized was going back and saying, okay, let's take a look at the fundamentals, yes. the fundamental skills that we need to have that let's see where we might be lacking, where maybe we previously didn't pay as much attention to it. And let's go ahead and and train up our guys and build in SOPs to make sure that we get these fundamentals dialed in. Nothing super fancy, just the core building blocks of the business. First of all, we, at that point, we understood what an SOP was. 
Yeah. Okay. It's a scary thing, right? Standard operating right? procedure. We're not at okay. Harvard. What are you talking about? <laughs> first of all, what is that? So I heard this thing. I heard numbers. I heard systems and SOPs. I was like, uh, what is that? Get an uh, MBA, man. Can, can can you just explain to me in painter terminology? Break this <laughs> like, down yeah, for me. <laughs> break this down for me. Yeah. But that's what it did. You know, honestly, at that point, once you find that the encouragement and and and, and get to that um, mental stage to do it, now you need to implement this these systems. And now we talk about systems. So, what are systems? How does your uh, office operate? Um, how does your, you know, uh, your field operate? How, you know, start understanding, like we started documenting everything. Um, how long does it take for us to paint a door? What's a standard for our door? What's a standard for a wall? What's a standard for this? So we started creating those things. So at that moment, that's what we did. And till this day, we're still doing it. But I think that that really, at that point, that's what it takes. Um, I do understand that there's a lot of other uh, business owners who already have this background. They'll be like, come on, man, you do that first before you do anything else. And mm -hmm. that is right. You know, that is correct. That is perfectly, I mean, that's the right answer. Um, in order to start a business, you have to start this way. But unfortunately, we started backwards. So for us, it was we had a leave behind the pain the pain term mentality and be like okay this is how we'll restart in our business so yeah. i think at that moment if we're talking about this this section about in our in our business that's what happened you well know? i think a lot of a lot of people do start it that way and yeah even if you're talking about okay maybe you know maybe they were a painter or you know maybe everyone had been a painter for some time maybe they do understand um a little bit more about about the substrates and and the process and how to read the paint cans and all that stuff but i overall there's usually a lot of inefficiencies there's usually a lot of things you look back and you're like wait that's how i used to do it you know with entrepreneurship mm -hmm. business ownership especially painting which is something a lot of people sort of fall into it, it's usually not the most structured or pretty thing you kind of start doing it you start hustling you're like oh my goodness i need money you start figuring out how to get some money and you, you kind of hack the thing together as you go, but at some point you need to systematize it. You need to professionalize it. Fancy words for you just need, you just need to make sure you know what you're doing. It's repeatable and that the core fundamentals are in place at your business. I think so. I think so because in our, in our next, in, in our next segment, we're going to talk about what we're doing at this point in our business, you know, creating those systems and stuff Then now after you're going to hire or, or, or yeah, you're going to hire a system that is going to put this into work. And so now you don't have to do it anymore. Now it's done automatically by a system or by a program. Right. But that in order to create too. hire yeah? that word that you chose to just use right there is really interesting. Hire Why? a system. Well, hire a system. Right? Yeah. That, that's the way that, that a lot of people handle They hire somebody. I think, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to do that. I need to respond to all these. I need to do all these things. I need to hire people. But if you systematize, you number one, have to hire fewer people. And you're number two, you actually make those people better at their jobs because you make it a lot easier. That is very true. And that's where you come in, where you create a solution for us, right? Uh, at that point. That's where Pay Marketing Pros comes in. I'll send you your check, Warren. It's there you go. Yeah, nice little plug. Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Eh, didn't forget that one. No, I'm not but, forget um, it, <laughs> good. Um, but um, but no, you know, but but that was the thing because if we don't take the time at this time in our business to create those, to have, you have to have record of that. You have to you it, whether you put it on a paper, whether however you want to, you know, create that uh, list of the system. You have to create that. Because you're going to go hire a company or you're going to hire a system, you're going to have to input your information because everything is unique to you. Like there are standards to the industry, but your area or your demographic or your state are going to be a little different than everybody else. Especially you know? California. Yeah, California. I know Florida is one of those tough ones too. Florida so it is so not business friendly in Florida. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. God, don't even get me started. I don't know <laughs> much Florida, but I hear a lot, and I don't think we're much different. But yeah, no, no California no, is tough. Good. You know? good. Yeah, yeah oh, good. <laughs> no, I was just California is tough. Very business friendly. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, we that's why we're going there so much nowadays. Then and you, you find yourself in Orlando quite a bit, man. Right. I mean, we're gonna be there twice this year. So you said you're going to awesome. Austin next week. You're uh, you're starting to gravitate toward these. We're, we're going states. east, baby. We're going <laughs> east, baby. You know, at the end of the day, I keep saying that. Um, it's funny because uh, I was having this conversation the other day. I'm like, you know what? I should probably move to the east coast. And you know, and they're asking me why. I'm like, dude, put it in perspective. Like, you get up at five in the morning there, and it's it's what it's three hours different. So you're already three hours ahead of everyone. And they're looking at me like, you're dumb. I'm like, I might be dumb, but I'm going to be ahead of you. I'm, I'm just saying. Is that, is that how it works, though? Is it? I don't, I don't know. That's it. <laughs> like we, maybe we should move across the world and just be like 12 hours. <laughs> Every, a day ahead of you. Maybe, right? <laughs> time hacking. Time travel. See, don't get an entrepreneur going into that because you're going to try to figure out, okay, why, how, where, how yeah. can I move that, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's how my brain works. I blame it on the fumes again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's it's good to be open-minded and creative, man. Right? Yeah, create. I think creative. Um, I think the minute you stop being creative, you're you lose you lose a lot, man. Um, it, it's not just in business. I think in everything you, um, you have to be creative. Every not a lot of things are are exactly provided to you or catered to you. You can grab one thing and from there you have to create your own. I know the majority of people may be like, oh, why fix it? You know, if the wheels are very round. I'm like, yeah, if the wheels round, I mean, can I make it go faster? Yeah. And that's my question, right? So yeah. God, see, you got me going into some material. other stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm totally derailing you here. I want to derail you slightly more <laughs> and and get you into data. You oh, know, okay. Data. But what Let's you were talking go. about. You know, before you said I kind of threw you off and threw you into into a whole path there after our last podcast, which actually happens to me more often than you would think from oh god the guests say. But uh Same let's here. get into that. So data. Yeah, when I had asked you the the question about your population. Oh yeah. So you know it's funny because you you threw me a curveball there and um we have guys like Nick Slavic that, God, like that guy, I mean, he's a walking computer, okay? Oh, man, man. God, that guy, you tell him something and he will give you the different fraction for everything that yeah. you can think of. And I'm, I, I just sit there, I'm like, uh? 
Like, uh, what did you just say? Like, uh, how do you do that? Um, but it's so simple sometimes, you know, it's just creating. So you asked me this question and, you know, in our demographic in our area, you know, um, I did a little bit of research and yeah, about a hundred, a little over a hundred thousand uh, uh, population, you know, just the area that we cover. And then you asked me, okay, well, how are you going to, how would you build your business to where you want to build it? And, and we, how, for reference, you had, I think you said 10 million. Is that what we were so I, talking about? You know, 10 million is kind of where we see. And then probably 10 million is, uh, I'm, I was looking at, I was like, okay, realistically, eight. I know eight is a very good, comfortable number. Sure. But then it, it became to the point where I'm like, okay, how would that happen? It's not going to happen just by us doing high-end homes, you know, because we're going to cap out a certain amount. Um, so doing my little homework, I, I feel that, the way we can reach as a company those eight to ten million dollars is by creating divisions here in our in our company. So those divisions will basically um, <clears throat> be our high end division, which will bring two to three million dollars, which it roughly brings now. Uh, I think we can grow it just a little bit more, but let's say three million dollars. We can keep doing these new custom homes and we can create that division. Uh, we are creating our cabinet finishing division, which we already have, but we just the first, uh, just signed on our on our lease, so officially moved into our new shop. Congratulations. Um, thank you. So we feel that um, now we're gonna start um, working more into going and going after our cabinet makers and, and really bringing more business into that, but we are keeping it as a, as a division of the company. So we're not incorporating everything as a day-to-day -to, -day to Illusions Painting. So now this is gonna be a, a, a separate division with someone running the, the whole division. And so we feel that $2 million we can create there. And $2 million is kind of like a high number, but uh, most of the cabinets that we're going to do are very high end. So a paint job, you know, a cabinet paint job for a house is going to range between one hundred and fifty to $200,000 for one of these homes. And so if we do those and then we do our small projects, I feel that we can definitely achieve that, you know, based on, on our, um, because we want, those will bring from uh, not precisely just our little population, but within the 50 mile range, uh, cabinet makers will bring them to our shop. 150,000 um, to 200,000 for a home. Yeah. Well, One I gotta go, man. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, pa I'm gonna fly out there. I'm gonna <laughs> join your company. <laughs> That's uh, you know, we, we just, we just put in a price for, for a project that it's, uh, um, <clears throat> it's a, an average, uh, high end home that we deal with here. Um, so I think cabinets were about 140,000 for the estimate. It's incredible, man. You guys are just very, to finish high end. It, it, well, I mean, the homes are, you know, you, your average, that type of home will probably sell for about $20 million. It'll probably cost you about 10 to build it. Um, a little over 10 to build it. And so all the paint job, everything is going to be higher just because it takes a lot more to build them and everything else. And then I think an average uh, cabinet job will be right around the twenty to forty thousand dollars, and uh, just an average repaint uh, home here, um, the ones that we work on. Then we have the repaint and maintenance uh, 
part of the vision of our company that we are really just barely scratching right now. Um, we have really never really paid attention so much to our 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 maintenance uh, situation. You know, all these big homes they require maintenance, and we will wait until they call us or they or you know or they will um, just feel that they need it. So what we're, I guess this is this is we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. But that creating that we feel that can bring the two million dollars just because just to maintain these homes and then to do small repaints. But we want to have a whole division that just deals with that because the problem that that, that you're gonna find with those uh, in 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 our niche of these high end homes is that some of our guys are not the fastest but they're very skilled, you know? And when you do repaints, you need someone who's fairly skilled, but it's a little faster. Yeah. And so that's, the, so that's what we want to, so that's our goal is to separate those divisions so that we can have that efficiency. We we have been doing a lot of the homework and a lot of the groundwork so that we know what is going to take our standards and, 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 and uh, basically standards, you know, how much does it take for this? How much does it take for that? So on our high end, we really can't use uh, an estimating system because everything's very unique. But on a repaint, we can input that and then we can use that repeatedly sure. over and over again. Um, then the other part that we do in our business, we, um, <clears throat> we do uh, metal patinas. So we manipulate metal and... Um, and create finishes with metal. In our areas, we're the only company that does that. But then probably close to 100 miles, I would say probably 60 miles, we're the only people to go to for those. And this, and keep in mind, these are high-end finishes. We have a sandblasting unit that that's going to be part of that. So it's kind of like a specialty unit. So that will be the division created for that. So that we feel that can generate roughly about a million dollars. Um, <clears throat> so creating all those things um, really get us to those millions, you know, because yeah. I was like, it, and that's that has been our strategy. But um, to that day, you know, I got to sit down. I'm like, okay, how can that work? Uh, and looking at the numbers, I feel very confident. I feel that we can definitely do that. So thank you, Brandon. You yeah. really helped me, like really sharpen the pen last time, a uh, pencil, and be like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Next time I talk to yeah. him, you're going to be uh, prepared. I, I have to. I have to. Yeah. And I think, huh? No, it's so important, man. You know, like having the data, right? Data is king, and utilizing <clears> it. And it, it's yes, it did get us a little ahead, you know, for next episode, but that's okay. It's because it's also pertinent to what we're talking about right now. You know, in the sense, if you have a plan, your plan that we talked about was 8 million, 10 million, somewhere in that vicinity. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just basically applied for that plan, which we'll get into in even more depth and probably how you did all that the next mm-hmm. episode. But you you basically applied it live. What we're talking about right now from, mm-hmm. from when you went to the expo and said, okay, wow, you know, I'm going to change this business. Well, then the next step is what's the plan? What's the, ac- the action steps that you're going to take, which you've been walking us through is okay let's go back to to basically the fundamentals back to basics so um <clears throat> one of the things that we did at that moment when we realized that we were ready to move forward 
um, was to change everything that we do in our office. So um, the way we do business, um, the way um, now we we understood that um, we needed to invest more. You know, as as a painting company, uh, we never we had a we had one office assistant, and that office assistant did everything. You know, not completely, but did had her hands on everything. And so, something that we were able to change was change that. So now we have an admin, and then we created uh, someone that does all the the financial part. And then we did the, the you know, the the field work. So, so now special, specialized a little bit more. Exactly. So that that played a big part at that time, because now you don't have when you have one person running around and doing everything. I mean, you're not you're not very efficient, yeah. you know, but when you actually start creating these these positions, um <laughs> It's funny because I had this um, this little exercise uh, done. Um, I believe one of my friends um, gave me this paper, and what he did is uh, he he wrote a paper. And basically, the way it is, they put a line down on the on the bottom. There's admin. There's billing. There's uh, um, human resources. It's all these these positions, right? And then, uh, then there's a line, and then the top is the owner. And so I remember and it's that it's all time. circled. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so when, for so, so it was it was, it was so funny because I remember that time doing that, and I was like, I looked at it, I'm like, whoa. Uh, I'm like, admin, put a name on it. I was like, my initials. Then put, uh, you know, human resources, no. my initials. Painter, my initials. And you all oh, these... I'm like, so dude, you're a slave. You're not an owner. So your yeah. name is somewhere else below that line. And then uh and then up on the owner part is dead, silence, yeah. nothing. And that really opened That's my you're mind. You're like a, you're your own figurehead, essentially. Nobody right? yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so at that point it really clicked because I'm like, dude, so what am I doing? They're like, Well, you don't own a you don't own a business. You own a job. Business on like, you, man. Right. And so that was a very that was a very good eye opener. It and it just seeing that you're like, okay, again, like you look at him like, okay. And I remember asking, how can I hire someone for all these positions? And they're like, No, you don't hire someone specific for every position. You hire someone and you delegate what are they good at? So you you know admin and maybe human resources and this will go together. Okay, so now you have one person doing these couple of tasks, and now uh, you have this person overseeing that, and then your painter. And so little by little, I saw myself kind of putting a little step onto the over that line. It, you know, I put a little step, and then I had to take it down because I I had to go downstairs and go take care of stuff. Progress, not perfection. Right, exactly. But I guess it really applies because a lot of us really don't sit there and understand that we have to go to those trial and errors. Okay. All the thing that I, I don't think we've done yet, and I think that we should do, and I think at this point is very important for someone that is listening to us, someone who wants to probably like fast pace this this step, is to hire a coach. Um <clears throat> 
we've we haven't uh, we've been so blessed that we've met guys like yourself and like nick and all these guys that we can just ask and we kind of go around the, the circle but it's it's so important to hire and every time i say hire you know most painters are gonna be like well yeah but i don't have the money you know where am i gonna get the money yeah, but it's that investment that you are going to need. And there are other ways of doing it as well. But you do need, it is so much better when you sit down with a professional and, and set out a plan. Say, look, this is what I want my business to do. This is where I want my business to go. And they're going to come and they're going to look at everything you have. And they'll be like, okay, in order to get there, this is and this is what you have to do. Yeah. And it's uh, it's like the people who said, hey, you why are you going to all these events? Why don't you just keep working? And I'm like, Hey, how right. That's the same mentality. Well, I, I don't, I'm not going to hire a coach. I don't have the money. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's the same mm -hmm. idea as you taking that time off to go to those events. It's an investment in yourself and your business. That's correct. And I think that's, that, that that's very important being at that point. So if you conquer that area where you, the mindset is there and you're like, yes, I can do it. I want to do it. Hire someone who can lay out a, 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 a path or a, um, or a goal for you, because we're not, if we're not good at that, we're going to bump into that wall over and over again, but someone, and there's a lot of people, you know, that can be very affordable. There's things online. There's the PCA with the educational program. There's so many things out there. There's, you know, there's your podcast. There's so many other podcasts that we can invest the time or the money, but you have to do that. You have to put the time and the money into it. And I'm going to plug, plug one of my, one of my good friends here, Chris Moore at Elite Business. Advisors. Oh he's God, very, very dude. Good. He's, and he's such a cool dude, man. Like that's the guy that you can Cares. have a really nice conversation. Exactly. Yeah. He's not going to be there about your business and my money and this and that. He's the guy that you're going to have very genuine uh, yeah. conversations with. So yeah, he's super cool. <clears throat> but I guess at that point in your business, that, that was, um, like I said, we didn't do that, Pat, but we were, but we were blessed. Like you said, we, we were involved and every time we had, there was an event at that point, we will attend, we would attend, like we'll fly somewhere. We'll go anywhere we need to go. And that was an investment because just flying myself and Jose, they're my business partner, uh, with you know the hotel and and everything else, it was three to four thousand dollars anywhere we went, and anyone at that point in their business gonna be like, man, that's a lot of money. Sure. It is a lot of money, but looking back at it now, it's like God, it was. We gained so much experience from it, you know, from the from the SOPs. I wanted to find out what an SOP. Going to one of uh, at that time, going to one of uh, uh, Nick's uh, master. Master Craftsman uh, classes, it opened up our eyes. Every time we will go to one of these presentations, we'll come back and be like, dude, did you see what Nick had there on his screen? I'm like, yeah, all right. So we're going to put that in here. And and we did. Yeah. And, you know, and so that's how we got, that's how we got passed throughout that time. I guess that's really what helped us. So it wasn't just direct uh coaching but it was a code it was coaching from so many other great ones in the industry yeah so you've said a, a couple things that i want to a couple key themes here that i want to just hit on really fast so 
you had this epiphany, you recognize that your glass ceiling is not real. You know, mm -hmm. you can go past that. And then the the first step was, all right, let's get back to basics. Let's look, let's look at our business, find inefficiencies and find where we're basically don't know what we're doing as much as we probably should. Let's go ahead and address that in, in, a, in a way that makes sense and is systematic, right? So it's not one off. We're not relying on a superhero to teach everybody things. We're just going to build right. in an automation, in this case, videos right. that we can use. Then we're going to look at the org chart. So that's essentially what you did when you write write HR and finance and all these things. It's a it's a rudimentary. It's the beginning of an org chart, mm -hmm. you know, where you basically just heads up departments. You don't have to build out thirty people. Not a Fortune five hundred no. company. Exactly. Just general things. Your your name happened to be assigned to a lot of them, which for most most of us that's how we start, and that's okay. That's right. And then you know, all right, we're going to create a roadmap here to kind of, to build out one at a time. We're going to build ourselves out of this until we're only at the top. You continue to invest in the events and education to the point where at your current level, people are going to say. Hey, that that's a lot that doesn't really make sense, but you're essentially placing a bet on yourself. You recognize the power of it. And we're all placing a bet on ourselves when we start a business. You're starting a business, you're running a business, you're already betting yourself. So you should probably continue to do that. It's only logical. Uh, you're learning from others. You recognize the importance of learning from people who are ahead of you. And that's part of those events and education uh, is the networking and the learning. And then most, I would say most importantly of all, of everything that you've said is you were action oriented in terms of implementation when you went and yes. learned something you went back and you implemented it and that yes. is a big step that a lot of people miss wow you couldn't have said it better that is very true you're very you, you make me feel good about myself Juan. you really god, me up during these things god dude you, god <laughs> if i can if i can so oh my god Ooh, i love it i love it i appreciate you <laughs> well you know it just um <clears throat> man look um, uh, I, I believe that interacting um, sometimes, um, I guess, it is our character. You know, some people are very quiet and they do their work very, very quiet, very low key. I I believe that myself, my character is a little different. I I am more interactive. I love to interact with people. I I would learn more out of a chat, like an hour chat from someone, than reading for an hour or two. That's just how my brain works. And so I know that there's um, there's different types of people out there. There's millions and millions of people that we can touch, especially now with social media. So touch the ones that relate to you, you know? Um, and that's, a, that's a great point. There might be someone really smart out there and yeah. it just, their style, their communication, like the fact you're listening to this means that you... You don't hate my communication, right? And it's probably helping you. So that's great. If if you were like, man, I, this Brandon guy is so annoying, then go listen to other people, right? Because exactly. you don't have to follow. There are a lot of people and there are a lot of learning styles and communication styles. And you can find the one that the one or hopefully multiple that fit for you. Exactly. And so at that point in our business, we struggle with ourselves more than 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 other people. Okay, I think at that point in and when we were creating the systems, it was more like, okay, but what if he doesn't do it? What if that person doesn't? Honestly, you know, you you gotta build something. You you build something, and the results are gonna be what you want them to be. You're you're looking for some results. What's gonna happen is there's gonna be there's gonna be guys, so there's gonna be you know members in the team that are gonna come in and out. Why? Because they're not gonna fit. In your in in your culture in your business, you know, 
but don't you you can't create something for everyone you got to create who yeah. you are you create the business at the end of the day we are the business you know that business runs on how we feel that it should run yes you implement huh? it's it's top down like like your personality your you know ownership style your value exactly. system your vision that that's going to permeate the entire culture of that company yeah, you know, I'm, there's a lot of there's a lot of us that in in our meetings, I want people to laugh. I want people to have an opinion. I, I it's just business. Our, well, I'm not supposed to laugh. This is business, man. God, I if if it's business, I wouldn't be in business if it was that serious. Well, <laughs> you got to be in that kind of business. You know, you gotta yeah. have fun. So we spend more time with our business colleagues than we do at home sometimes. Well, yeah. you you inspire you know your wife, but. A lot of us, we leave first thing in the morning, don't come back home until 5, 6 p.m. Yeah. So most of our um, <clears throat> most of our life revolves around uh, what we do. So if you are at work and you are someone who's very funny and very outgoing and you work at a place that is just so strict and so straight, you, you're not going to be happy. You're going to do your job, but it's going to be a job. But when you find that, but when you find that that very happy medium where like you, you know, you look for certain things, but at the end of the day, you can be yourself, it's not gonna be work. You know, and in our business, we have um on Monday, this last Monday, we had our uh, you know, monthly meeting. And when I get in front of them, when when we have Isabel is our office manager, and when she's in front, she's like straight like this 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 is the agenda this is what we're doing and that and then they put it's me it's a good fit for an office manager she's got to oh, keep awesome. the train on the tracks well of course yeah. of course you're goofing she around is... man she needs to make sure that everything's in line <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she's done i'm like all right guys give me the mic here we yeah. go oh. you know but um but we make that point across and i guess it's that dynamic that you have to understand so it's so we, okay, so it's not that we're derailing, but it's, it's, okay, it's creating, you're creating the systems, but you're also creating a culture in your business. And that's super important. You know, you want, you want to attract people. And um, the way we did it at that time, it was, we create, we started creating a, a face for the company. You know, we started creating a brand, you know, we started branding. So everywhere you start going, like our name started popping out more and uh, illusions and illusions. And then, and the next thing you know, there's guys that I'm like, Hey, you know, I want to work for you. Why? Because you know, it's just cause it's a good company. Like I keep there, hearing great. Things there's no good them. guys out there though. That's the problem. Huh? There's no good guys out there. You know that. Yeah. You know, so I guess I, I, I got like all the ten, 10 of them that were around all here. Ten of them, I got them all. I got them all, man. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm that good. <laughs> So it turns no. out if you if you create a, a company that people want to work at, sometimes I guess good guys appear. Yeah, well, good people. You're gonna you, you're gonna um, uh, you know how uh, Nick has this good good human being. Yeah, this this human being model. This and human being model. Um, and we go back to the same uh, analogy, right? There'll be another company where like, nope, I want you here. You come to work. You come to this, and that's that. Believe it or not, there are guys that love that. There are guys who just don't want to be talked to. They don't want to socialize with you. They just want to come, do their business, get out. It's very clear. Yeah. And yeah. that's completely fine, you know. 
I don't think those guys fit in our company. I, as much as I love them, you got to be able to laugh and you got to be able to joke around because if you don't, I, I don't know, man. I'm going to look at you weird when I'm laughing at everyone and everybody yeah. else is laughing and just sitting in the corner like, what? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> old grunchy grandpa there on the back now. So, Did you um, proactively do this? Did you proactively shape the culture or is it something that just happened from your personality? I think it just happens from our personality. You can't, um, I mean, you can set that up but for us, it's like, I think the we we actually set the culture to be a little more strict and more disciplined. Because if it was up to me, it would be a, it would be a joke <laughs> every day. But, <laughs> but uh, no. Um, and that's why, you know, I think that at that point, um, but it just starts creating. So in that time, when we're talking about this probably two years ago or so, um, I don't think we have, no, we don't have, we might have one guy left from that era. Oh, wow. Um, and it was because we had a lot of VIPs, you know, you know that phrase, right? Yeah. But VIPs that they know what to do and they're going to do what they're going to do and stuff. And, um, it took a while to, un for them to understand that we're a team, you know, if we go left, we're all going left. If we're going right, we're all going right. And so it took some time to understand that some people may not fit in your company. And the company's and, evolved because those people, those strong-willed, you know, they'd be they'd be high on the disc, you know, high dominant, mm -hmm. right? And and they're they're confident typically. Those people are sometimes a very valuable asset to a small company because you need, you know, leaders, you need killers in those positions. That's right. Well structured, but as you grow and as you systematize, the team-oriented approach becomes much more important, and those people don't always make that uh adaptation that's right and see and i i guess um when i when i the, the one of the reasons why um i like to be like that with the guys and and everything that i do is because um i like to make it so it's not so difficult uh it is a lot of work don't get me wrong i'm sitting here i'm just telling you ah we laughed and that we do that but let me tell you when it comes down to uh, getting results done, getting the data, getting all those. Um, we took a lot of time to actually, what we did is we went to our, our shop and um, we will have a couple guys paint a door. And I'm like, okay, how long does it take us to paint a door? Okay, it takes us this much. They're like, okay, perfect. So now when we implement these things, it's, it's not us, it's you guys. You guys painted that door. So on average, this is what it took. So those, we took those and those became our program, um, our system. So now, of course, they change with, you know, with different products, with, you know, different person, but we do have an average, a standard, and that standard needs to be followed. And so that's what we created. So at that point, not going out of the subject, it was operational systems, it was systems, it was training, it was implementing the right person or putting the right person in the right place of the company. And that really allowed us to grow. I, I think that's the, at that point is when we had the most growth out of everything uh, that we've had so far. Huh. And, and so, and it was just switching a couple little things that were not functioning or you know, just doing it the right way. I, I'm in the right way of a business. Yeah. I don't know how to put it in better words, but um, that's what we did at that time.
So the, you know, for people who are listening to this, who are in that maybe um, first transition that you were yeah. in that transitory phase that, that they've been grinding day to day, kind of hand to mouth. And they say, you know what, I'm, I, I'm serious about this. I know I can do it. I'm going to build out all the different things that you've talked about. Can we quickly, and it, again, it might change, right? Mm -hmm. It might not be the same, but let's, let's give a prescription of sorts. Let, let's give a roadmap of sorts, a brief one. They're listening They're They are where you were. Mm -hmm. Let, let's like four or five things, just bullets. What should they do first? What should they do second? And, and, you know, again, let's keep it high level, but what's the roadmap look like for them? I think first of all, identifying what type of business you're building. Okay. I think that's very important. You know, what is, what are your business going to look like? Okay. Um, second, systems. What type of systems do you need to implement to get it to where, you know, where that, you know, where that business needs to go? The second one is what type of training do you need? What type of training do you need to receive yourself? And what type of training do you need to give your employees or your staff contractors, depending on your system of, of the business? Um, then the other one would be, um, I guess it's, uh, so we say training systems, set up a, a road plan of your business, other than that is you got to implement it. That's very important because you can think of a lot and you can sit there and, and think and think, but implement it Yeah. and start one and start in one place and, and just go, you know, um, many times we're going to find out that in our business, we, many times we've done is we have a vision and we start working towards that in the middle of it. We're like, you know what? It's not working. Don't be afraid to scratch it. You know, scrape it. If it's not working for you, scrape it. Yeah. And switch gears. The the business is gonna dictate where it wants to go. If you put the right systems in. Uh, I think the and then the next one will be your data. Document everything that you that you do. Yeah. So identify. Start with the end in mind. So identify. Take take a hard. You know, take a weekend sit down, yeah. talk with your spouse if they're involved, take it, they envision it, right? This is like a mental exercise, might be a little bit kumbaya, but where do you want to go? What's the what's yeah. the goal here? Because that's how you can actually figure out how to get there. The next step, okay, based on where you need to go, what does that company look like? What systems are in place? Let's go ahead and build those. Let's train the team on the systems mm -hmm. that actually need to be implemented. Let's map out a detailed roadmap as detailed as we can, you know, the three to mm -hmm. five year plan. They're going to be guesses in the beginning. Yeah. That's okay. The actual oh, yeah. revenue figure is not, as important as just the steps to get there is really what's more important and being being biased toward action, but also not being unrealistic because then you're going to get defeated really quickly and you're going to feel like yeah, that's right. implement biased toward action, always number one thing, and then data document all this stuff. Uh, and, and if you fail, if, if you go a certain direction, it's just a total bomb or you don't like it or for whatever reason, that's not failing. It's part of it. If you're not doing that, then you're being boring and you're not pushing your business and you're not pushing yourself. That is a, a part of it. You learn more from failure than success. So that is a part of the journey and failing is actually succeeding. Well, you, you learn more. You do. I'll tell you, and everyone in business will tell you that you definitely learn more from your failures than you do from your, uh, from yeah. when you succeed. Because and when make you it succeed, your own. Like yes. It doesn't have to look exactly 
like Illusions painting. It doesn't have to look exactly like Nick Slavic painting a restoration. It doesn't have to look like Paris painting. It doesn't have to look like any yeah. of these things. You start it as a template. Like, okay, let me start down this path. And then you're going to make it your own. You're going to make it what makes sense for you. You know what? I think that's very important that you touch that subject because that, uh, at least in myself, um, I used to, I used to have a lot of trouble with that yeah. because sometimes it's so much easier to look at someone else that's doing something and you're like, Oh my God, why can I not do that? Uh, it's just, we're different people, you know, you can different... do something that they, that they don't do, that they're not doing. It, that's correct. It, it, exactly. Correct. So that is very big, you know, just don't um, focus on what you're doing and, and, and follow through, I think, but follow through, keep going, educate yourself at that part of the business, at that, at that space, that's all you need to do. You're going you're gonna to fall off a couple of times. Um, we invested, the way we invested at that time was going to all these, uh, you know, seminars, going to the PCA there was a special training. We will go to those. And those were our investment for us, you know, then coming back and training transparent, you know, every time we'll come back and we'll learn something, we will transfer and, and show that to our, our team. This is what we've learned. And this is what we're doing. And they're like, oh, okay. Keep them involved. That Keep them is engaged. important. Yeah, that is yes. important. You have to bring the team with you. That's yes. another thing mistake people make. They go and they will invest in these conferences. They'll come back and the team's kind of bracing themselves. It's like, all right, let's do this, this, this. If you don't, if you don't tell them why, if you don't educate them, if you don't bring them, if you don't lift them up, you're going to get people who are resistant to the change. You're going to get people who aren't chipping in. And ultimately they don't, they don't know where you're going. You're not being a good leader. Thank you. You know, um, <laughs> this is a little joke because, you know, we, I can't be so serious. <laughs> We've been too serious are, for too long. I didn't put a joke. A little, a little, uh, our guys, the, the joke, the inside joke in, in our company was like, okay, where are the bosses at? Where's Jose and Juan? Oh, they are another honeymoon. So oh, we were always funny. on a honeymoon. Yeah, <laughs> you know on honeymoons all the time. Is Jose but, there? He handed you uh, something, right? Yeah, he did. Joe, are you down there? Oh, there he is. This guy got, is this guy ever going to hop on and say hi? Yeah, he's going to hug us. The next one, we definitely got to hop in there. Yeah. <laughs> he just got back. You know, interesting enough, he just, um, we did um, we did a presentation for Sean Williams. Uh, it was last year in Kennewick, uh, Washington State. And um, <clears throat> so we've been having a couple issues going on in the company right now because those are never going to end. Yep. So sorry, guys, to disappoint you, but. There's always going to be an issue. Perfect. perfect. Right? Exactly. And so he actually took took a drive. Well, he flew down there. Um, and then uh, he met up with one of uh, the guys that we met in a presentation. And we've been having issues with the CRM, uh, implementing CRMs. He, came, he comes back. It's not that we got it fixed, but just a couple hours sitting down with this guy I feel that we have our, our problem solved. Do you see how important that is, those connections? For us to be able to just, you know, get on the phone, talk to someone and say, you know what, this is what I need. They're like, oh, dude, that's easy. Give it to you, it's done. And this so network just... in the PCA, this is, this is abnormal. It's a <laughs> super high quality network. It is not a particularly big, I mean, it's just this amazing, accessible little world where you can access some of the brightest minds and most successful minds in painting. I mean, goodness, 
take advantage of that. People want to help. <clears throat> We're, you know, we'll be fine to, uh, to Austin. And we already talked to a couple of the guys like Jesse, um, like a couple of the guys that we've met through PC8. And now, uh, yeah, we're going to have a presentation for Sherwin. Um, that's something I want to touch on really quick. But um, now uh, we have an extra day. So we rented a uh, an Airbnb. And so now we're going to invite everyone and just kind of sit down. These are the guys that we see almost every year throughout the years. And now we want to sit down at their home, uh, maybe just pull out a little chart and talk about how their business doing and stuff and then just just hang out. That's so cool. We're going to learn so much in a couple hours and have a human, uh, you know, uh, interaction, which honestly, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that you can do that, learn and still give back at the same time. I, I feel that I can touch the ceiling, you know, yeah. and uh, it, it's something that if you would have asked me, like we talked about this a few years back. I wouldn't be feeling so let me touch on something very quick here talking about networking at that time uh this was last year and it's kind of like part of how we got here where we are now is we got a um we got approached by uh by the pca and see if we wanted to do some kind of speaking you know speaking engagements and stuff and i said yeah no problem we had no idea what we're getting ourselves into right so we agreed to one one or two events, we ended up, we ended up doing 12 across <laughs> the country, you know, and we found out a lot. We found out that our business was not going to be able to be sustain, was not going to be able to sustain us being away. So we need to implement certain things. So that's, we implemented and we needed to, we hire a uh, project manager and then we hired more people. And so now that necessity gave us that it gave us it gave us a very good push for our business but not only that now that gave us the 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 push to do more so okay now what can i do what else can i do so now i'm getting in traveling the country which is awesome um i'm sharing my uh, we're sharing our experience and in a way we're learning so much from everyone that we meet and creating great relationships that hopefully in the future are going to help our business a lot more. So that's the power of networking. So networking should be on that, on that list that you put there because it's, it's big. Yeah. Big. Juan, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate this, this episode. Um, thank you. Is there anything else that you want to add as we wrap up number three here? Uh, no, man, just, just understand that, you know, um, basically we put in the work, you know, put in the work, stay on it, stay consistent, and you will see that something's going to come out of it, but you got to stay consistent and work on it. Day in, day out, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. No we'll brother. see you at number four. Yes, sir. If you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in this podcast and how you can use them to grow your painting business. Visit paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast for free training, as well as the ability to schedule a personalized strategy session for your painting company. Again, that URL is paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. Hey there, painting company owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us your feedback. Let us know how we did. 
And also, if you're interested in taking your painting business to the next level, make sure you visit the Painter Marketing Pros website at paintermarketingpros.com to learn more about our services. You can also reach out to me directly by emailing me at brandon at paintermarketingpros.com and I can give you personalized advice on growing your painting business. Until next time, keep growing. by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.